Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Greetings and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Redox Cephala Podcast. It's the only show, in uh, case you didn't know, that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and Inebriart Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you tonight by Deadly Grounds Coffee, and of course, that is coffee to die for. I'm your host, Parasite Steve, and with me are my two favorite buddies, my cohorts. That would be, of course, Nintendo. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, Nintendo. And uh, Apid Alchemy. Yo, what it is, my dude? Yo, what, I don't know what it is. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. We're man. gonna find. We're gonna find out what it is. Yeah. So uh, we are. Let's let's get right to it. Uh, tonight we have an episode for you of the Brig, and this week in the Brig, we actually have a very talented artist who uh, I'm very excited to welcome to the show. We've been trying to get him on for a few months, and we obviously went through some stuff this summer. So it just is so cool that he uh, he sat tight through all that and he's, he's back now. Um, this guy works in a very unique medium that just so happens to coincide with our most recently released episode. That's uh, episode 62, for those of you keeping score. That medium, holograms. The guest, Mr. Travis Paquin of Laser Boy Hollow. Welcome to the show, That's Travis. Me. Thanks for having me, guys. This is really great. Awesome. Great to have you on. Yeah, yes. great to have you on. This is great. So last, the last episode, um, we and I know you've listened to it, uh, but uh, for those listening now who haven't, we did talk about holograms in reference to toys that they appeared on in the 80s. And in our, in our main episode that this kind of goes with, we talked about Transformers and Battle Beasts because they had uh, heat-activated rub signs. And we talked about uh, supernaturals and visionaries, which had more traditional three-dimensional holographic stickers that were on them. And uh, so I hope to talk about that a little bit more with you because we did our own deep dive and you are an expert uh, because you actually do this stuff firsthand. You are, you are an artist. You are a holographer. Is that the right term? That is the right term, yes. And I, I wouldn't say that this is my, I, mean, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but there's this fine line between an artist and a scientist. And I'm like grinding, I'm 50 50 grinding that rail, you know? <laughs> nice. Right. It's hard to classify yourself, you know, you're a complex individual. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like more, <laughs> more than any other like art form that I can think of, unless you want to count like fractals. People who made fractals were probably scientists, right? Hey, man, baking is science. Mathematicians, yeah. <laughs> baking is science, too. Baking is an art and a science. Yep. That, I feel like the, those the, you, you guys could run together in the same crew. Holographists yeah, could, and bakers. We could probably talk shop. We just <laughs> we, we would just change the nouns. 
Demrite's straight spitting 3D cupcakes. I mean, I think I think you should and just also learn holographic how to... icing. Can you can you make holographic icing? Actually, you probably could. Because like fondant, you can put a film on, right? So there's this very interesting thing you can do. A little bit of a tangent, but you can actually apply a embossed hologram. So this is going to be similar to what you've seen in maybe the not the rub signs, but the the very silvery, very silvery. Um, shiny holograms that are like metallic surface um okay there's like they're like security holograms that you have on your credit card sure um those yeah. are actually those are actually but you've been able to mold those into chocolate so if you have tempered chocolate you can actually make holographic chocolate four-dimensional um, chocolate that's amazing uh, i wow. mean perhaps one day laser boy hollow will uh will have a line of chocolates i might I mean, I mean, I mean, just you can't be a spell big... <laughs> you can't spell chocolate without hala, chocolate. You know, alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, laser boy, chalaholic. I mean, eight bit alcohol. Need some workshopping. Chocaholo boy, laser. Chocahardiac arrest. Oh man, I love how off the rails this already is, Travis. You are fitting right in. This is like <laughs> welcome um, to the show. I hope you welcome have to three the show. You, you fit in just perfect. Um, so uh, you know, I got to say, like you know, there can't be many of you working in the field today, right? Like it seems. To, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's 2021. Um, how many holographers are there out there at this point? Like, is That's it just you and a question. couple others or who, like who's doing this as, as really pushing the art form? Uh, as pushing the art form, there's only a few, like a really handful of artists that I could like really count that are actually kind of trying to push the art form, playing with it, but um, not, it's not a huge list. You know, there's a, there's some, some artists that kind of were born out of the past decade. Um, August Muth is a really incredible artist that, uh, he works with the same chemistry that I do, um, but he makes very large works and these very abstract works that are very, these very uh, compelling captures of light itself, I guess, not necessarily subjects or um, imagery, but uh, just capturing the shape of light. Let's get his name one more time. At August Muth. It's okay. yeah, M-U-T-H. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Wanted to make sure he got... Got the proper spelling on that yeah, one. Thanks for that, eight bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, and the he works he works in New Mexico. I've talked to I haven't talked to him directly, unfortunately. I've reached out to him, but I haven't got a response. Um, but that was a little bit ago, so maybe I should try again. I have talked to one of his apprentices um, quite a bit. Uh, he's another artist friend that I have that I chat with regularly, um, and as well as another one of his apprentices that is actually a German holographer. Um, and he's, he's, a, he's a great dude. We, we chat every once in a while. Um, and then there's like, I think, uh, a, a few other artists that are working in the medium, um, but not in big ways, I guess. I, I kind of prioritize, uh, social media engagement to push my business into kind of the forefront of the medium. Right. Um, right. And, and yeah, it seems like there's not more than one per every couple of continents. Like, I mean, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of <laughs> right. Like, and, and like, not yeah. to say that, you know, all of them, but like, I'm sure you've hopped on the Reddit and I, I don't know how, I mean, how many people are in the hol holography Reddit? Well, I think that the, the Reddit is actually pretty small. I think the more, the bigger test of, of that, um, would be the Facebook groups. This is where all okay. the, the holographers actually hang out. So there's the holography 
group and there's a Hodri Forum uh, Facebook group. And uh, these are actually pretty large. Um, like the Holography Facebook group has about 2,000 members. Solid. Um, wow. Cool. Nice. And, and it's, it's, it's pretty great. They, they, they talk about the old days. They talk about, they share a lot of content from, from scientific events and a lot of optics research. And there's a lot of heavy physics presence um, in those groups. Okay. So, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because there is a, there's a huge uh, subset of, of holography and the physics that still applies for, like you said in the previous episode, for security reasons and being able to uh, basically make non-reproducible mm, kind of, you know, tangible stickers and things that say, right. no, this is, a, right. this is, this is official. Um, and that that's, continues to be a, a, a big field of research, as well as what are called HOEs, which are like holographic optical elements. And these are things that you interface with literally every day um, that you don't even know that you're interfacing with holograms. And the primary one that you're probably going to be able to resonate with is, is a grocery store. If you go to a grocery store and you go to the self-checkout and you scan your, you scan your item, mm -hmm. there's actually a holographic lens inside of there that's, that's distributing that laser light. Oh, wow. Um, really? Uh, All right. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So Even it's like the broadest like range on there rather than it just being like a single line that scans it or something. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know the intricacies, intricacies of it, but I do know that, it, that that's where they, they live. Um, okay. And so that's, it's like the, these really things are hidden in plain sight, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. like, there's so many probably, you know, seemingly small uses for holography that, do not necessarily extend to the art form of generating holograms like you do. And like we've seen in the, in yeah, the that's past. all, that's all I've ever thought of it in terms of just right. the artistic side. Even, even, you know, the, like you were, we were saying about on the credit cards and stuff, it's like, Oh, right. Yeah. You see that every single day and I don't even think twice about yeah. it, but yeah, that's a, that's a holographic bird, you know, like for sure. And, uh, and yeah, so so that kind of thing definitely creates an interesting overlap with the types of people that are interested in a hologram holography community, um, which probably makes it really interesting. You know, a lot right. of fun to, to be in there. Not definitely. everyone's there for the same reason. Yeah, yeah. And some people are there for, for you know, the scientific reasons, some people are there for the artistic reason. But there's always going to be overlap and there's gonna be, always going to be great discussion that comes from the posts usually. Um, except when there's this, I mean, we got to address the elephant in the room, which is that no matter what, uh, I'm going to be probably one of the exceptions, but if you, you know, if you call princess Leia a hologram, most holographers are going to smack you upside your head. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, and it, it's a really, it's a really pointed subject in those groups, um, wow. and the community in general, because we, we, you know, as a whole, we feel like we've been wronged by pop culture. Right, because the word hologram has been turned into like this, you know, this vernacular for any sort of like projected image. And you guys are over here like, okay, but that's like seriously rounding up and 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 now you're kind of like obscuring what holograms really are, you know? So, exactly. so like it marginalizes an already marginal like art form that that doesn't right <laughs> doesn't need to be marginalized you're like guys for real though that ain't a hologram okay it's a friggin what is what, it? Is, what it? is it so what what's the uh what's the correct term for other than cgi so is she a projected uh, 
What is a that? good question. So it's a, it's a, so most of the time what you're talking about a hologram, we're talking about these like floating images, either it's going to be like the classic Tupac, which is actually a Pepper's ghost uh, illusion, which is a very simple illusion. I've heard, I've heard of this. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like the Ronnie James Dio does it too. It's the same as a Tupac where they do, do exactly, concerts yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 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 It's like a giant piece of plexiglass angled at a 45 degree angle that has a screen below it. That's essentially the technology. Um, Interesting. So, That's remarkably so that, boring. Like, it, it, <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't like, boring that you told us, though. No, no. But that effect <laughs> is like so miraculous. And it's like you, you tilt the thing this degrees and you and you just put a projector on. It's like, wow, that's it? You know, it's like no, <laughs> one no degree wonder, off and it just kills it. Don't the reveal thing. their... Yeah, ma yeah, magicians don't reveal their secrets because it's it's kind of dull once you know. So it's like just just keep thinking it's magic, right? So that's David Tupac, Tupac's shit back right there. That's not that's not actually exactly. a, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not a hologram yeah, I mean, either. And that and was like that was from eighteen twenties. That was like when it when it was a like that's how they they created that illusion in the eighteen twenties. It's a wow. theater for like creating ghosts on stage and things like that. Wow! Oh wow! That is really cool. Um, so that's crazy. That's crazy. So that's like that's one of the probably one of the largest misconcep like misconceptions about holograms. Like, oh yeah, Tupac, the hologram. Um, right. That's a, a big right. one that resonates in pop culture. Uh, it's that marketed is, that way. We're told it it's a hologram. It is marketed that way. It's directly marketed that way, and that's kind of the problem. Um, so there's that, and there's also like the other traditional, like the actual floating 3D image in front of you, which is going to be more like on the long lines of a light field display, um, which is kind of a long way of saying that it projects like pixels into the air, okay. um, or or that it is able to create. Um, there's like some very, very small scale experiments to be done with these light field displays now where they're actually like using plasma. They're creating plasma holograms, but they're not holograms. It's just what they're calling them. Um, <laughs> okay, we can, hear, we can hear actually, your pronunciation of the air quotes. Yeah, we hear the air quotes. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're actually like basically zapping the air very fast to create this floating plasma image. Um, and I think that they can make these like the size of your pinky nail right now. Um, but, but in a galaxy far, far away, a long, long time ago, they could do it people sized. Exactly. Yeah, they so, figured that out. So that's Leia, right? So Star Wars, yes. quote unquote, air quote holograms are in fact, say it again. Light, uh, light field light, display. Light field displays. Yeah. Light field display. Got yeah, and then there's other there's other technologies that are coming online here. You know, we got this. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the looking glass display. It's a very neat piece of technology. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, <laughs> this is pretty interesting. Um, it is very neat. Uh, they basically use uh, laminated um, holographic layers of. Uh, I say holographic because the actual LCD panel itself is holographic in the way that it displays. Um, so like it, it's just the visual effect. Still, I get I get why they're using the term, but. It's, it's still wrong. Um, but basically you take a bunch of LCD displays and you stack them on top of each other. And then you encode the imagery, just like you'd splice apart a model for a 3D printer. You'd have those different layers of the image. Um, and you'd basically just put them at different depths within that, like what, two or two or three inch depth. Um, and it creates a really neat illusion of having this kind of 3D effect. And it also has the effect of um, creating 
you know, almost a shadow. It looks like there's a shadow. So it looks very convincing when it comes to these, wow. these cool illusions you put in the box and people are, you know, trying to utilize that for how they're going to display their NFTs and things like that, which is interesting. Oh, wow. You brought up NFTs. I didn't even have to. Oh my God. Perfect. This guy, this guy knows, what he's ta- knows what he's talking Check about. Check that bullet off your list. Perfect. I wasn't gonna even, I was like, nah, this guy probably has been approached by people looking for him to make these super freaking desirable nfts i'm like i don't want to drag you through that shit <laughs> oh totally understandable i mean I'm, it's it's to- it's part of the ecosystem right this 3d art ecosystem um, and, and just all all art on the internet you know but especially something as uh highly unique as what you do i imagine that there would be people trying to market that absolutely i mean there's a, a i mean today i got a, a contacted by a guy who's in 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 Romania and he's he asked for a he asked for a bitcoin hologram and he was like how many i quoted him and he's like what about 10 and i was like hang on what are you doing with these what are you doing with these dude cuz like right. that that's a thing right i got to be very careful about my ip right now so like yeah um you know this guy buys whatever uh, a batch sure i get a short term profit but then maybe he throws them on an nft marketplace and he sells these for you know, several thousands of dollars and then they just, and then, then my art's out there without my name attached to it. So for, so just for people who who maybe don't know NFTs, non-fungible tokens, they are like, you know, the, the next thing, the next wave of, of people trying to uh, monetize and, and make money on, on art specifically. Um, you know, some people are, are looking at it as a positive way for artists to make some cash. Other people are looking at it as this crazy, you know, black market of internet artwork and, you know, the, the artists are being done a disservice. It's a, it's a whole rabbit hole uh, that, yeah, you know, do a is, whole episode on that. Just yeah, literally, yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're worth looking into, um, you know, some of the artists I follow on Twitter actually have been the main reason why I am even privy to this stuff at all. Cause they've been tweeting out about, you know, getting offers to make NFTs and, you know, these people throwing around insane numbers for them to churn out like 10,000 unique uh, you know, pieces of art to be used as NFTs and all this stuff. And like the, the moral dilemma of like, you know, is this something that I want to contribute to? Is this something I want my brand associated with? So it's definitely a big deal for, uh, for artists, you know, out there right now. It's, it's kind of like the, I think people view it as selling your, your, you know, selling out a little bit, but also it's a, it's a strangely fast way to make money for some people. So yeah, it's, it's, wow. it's kind of a big deal out there right now. It is a big deal. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie and say that I'm not working on a limited series. Because yeah. I am, and I'm not going to judge right. you in any way for it. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I personally, like, I mean, I'm an artist as a as a musician, and you know, I was, I was just, you know, kind of exploring that medium and thinking, like, you know, is there any way I could turn something into an NFT? Like, even just for a, you know, even if I'm not looking to really turn much profit. So you know, so for people who truly have talent and are making something that people would buy, you know, would potentially spend some money on. I think. I mean, who, who the hell am I to, to, to say anything against that? You know, it's, it's, right. it's, it's a, it's an opportunity right now. And, and, you know, carpe diem, man. You know, yeah. Like, I mean, you, baby got to get paid. Do what you can. That's right. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I, mean, I mean, that's all sh- shit like this doesn't come around that often, yeah. but 
I, I mean, that's, anyway, that's all like super interesting. I actually had never heard of NFT. So I love that the, uh, the conversation just we're here now. And uh, Travis, I love that you brought up the, the Tupac hologram, the air quotes hologram and uh, Princess Leia. <laughs> These are all things that we didn't even think of. So you're teaching our listeners and us what is and what is not a hologram. Um, we had a, uh, a comment on our Facebook group today from one of our um, one of our retroids um, and and sure. they were actually saying that we were we erroneously called um, heat activated rub science holograms and that is not the correct term so I'm just curious uh, what what the answer to that is um, so the the rub signs are most likely you know this is something that I listened I listened to you talk about and I didn't actually so yeah so those aren't those are just color changing films. Okay. Cause we call okay. like the reason why I, I grouped it in the episode was because when you have like, like a Pokemon card and you know, it's the rare hologram it's, it's where we say a holographic foil card or whatever like that. It's always like the word holographic right. or hologram is always involved. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's always holographic. And there's a distinct, holographic. like, there's a there's a distinct difference between holographic and hologram, which is which is also another little stupid word thing, um, which is like a hologram is actually a recording of an interference pattern, um, which right. is kind of how you see the three dimensional object, um, and then there's like this other uh, holographic is this generalized term that applies to a material property that is, uh, you know, semi iridescent, um, contains kind of the full spectrum of the rainbow um in a very distinct way that, okay. that we all know so we could say you could say that um it you know something that has holographic properties is not necessarily a hologram exactly that's correct so something like a pokemon card or a transformers battle beast rub sign um is a an image that has holographic properties. I don't know how, I know the technology to make it heat activated is a separate thing. It's probably a extra layer on that sticker or something that I don't know. Probably, how it works. probably yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously if you look at the actual image that comes up, it's, it looks very similar to something like a card, like a Pokemon card. That's just what's popping into my head. Yeah. Everybody knows holographic Pokemon cards, like a, like a holographic, yeah, like, a, like a, like a, a war turtle. Like, I'm just, that's just the one that, a war turtle. <laughs> He's speaking to me. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're all on the same level here, except for Joe. <laughs> Joe's like, I love, I love shoe. Shoe is my favorite shoe. Pokemon. I, I love shoes. I love tying shoes. And Joe's a big, Joe, uh, Joe got into the chimp Pokemon. Yeah, he loves chimp Pokemon. <laughs> he likes yeah, Shoe's my favorite chimp Pokemon. Shoe's his favorite chimp Pokemon. <laughs> um, so... Uh, that's, that's all very interesting. So, um, Joe, I know you... the, so I think oh, I can ahead. elaborate that a little bit. I'm sorry. No, I like no. the, you're talking about the, the films, like these, these, these shiny films and, and they have holographic properties, but then there's like, there's also this fine line because you've got these things that are holographic properties that are shiny and in this little rub sign. And then you actually have embossed holograms, which are actual holograms that have an extensive process behind them, but are actually mass produced by using kind of like a, a similar pro- production method of like newspaper printing where you're actually like running these things through like hot rollers and stamping essentially stamping the information of the hologram into a hot foil uh or a a plastic a metallic hot mylar film type of material 
Um, okay, so that's really interesting too because I um, we have a whole list of questions that we're trying to get to, but like it, it, like this is all like better. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. So, if I'm, I'm sorry if I'm driving keep here. Doing no, this. you're driving, and you just you just keep on. Uh, Travis, on take the that. wheel. <laughs> um, so, because I was actually wondering that I look, you know, looking at your videos, clearly every piece that you have in your shop is one of a kind. Yes. Yeah. So, but we, you know, back in you mentioned the good old days earlier. You're talking about like the community, talking about the good old days. And the good old days for me, I remember, uh, you know, just being able to go to any zoo, any museum, any aquarium, uh, go to the gift shop and any of these places. And they were always um, holograms to buy just three dimensional. Uh, if it's a zoo, uh, there's going to be a tiger. If there's, you know, it's, it's a T-Rex or a rocket ship at the at the or like a planet or something, a moon or something like that at the yeah. Museum of Science. And you're going to get a shark at the aquarium. These things were everywhere. I remember being able to buy uh, sci-fi. I have a, I have a, I had a Starship Enterprise. I just gave it to Joe. I've had it for like 30 years. Or right, yep. you, you took it, right? <laughs> yep, yep, I took it. And now it's yours. And uh, it was just like the Star Trek oh, Enterprise I don't have from, it uh, for Next Generation. Um, and I bought that. I think it was at a. Honestly, I think it was at a Star Trek exhibit at the Museum of Science in Boston. When I was a kid, so I mean, these things were just mass produced. So that's that's what you're saying. They would they would be able to take an image and reproduce it in the way you were just saying. Well, yeah, those are well, those are so those are specific. Like the metallic, the like the silver, the silver holograms that also seem to have depth. Those okay. are embossed holograms. Now the dinosaurs that you're probably thinking of, um, and I could be wrong here. But I'm pretty sure you're talking about a different type of a different chemistry of holography, and it's the film is called photopolymer. And uh, the, the reason why those were so prevalent um, in your childhood is because Polaroid was in the game. Um, oh. Yeah, Polaroid was was manufacturing uh, what they were calling Krypton laser holograms um, for quite a long time. Superman can't have those. <laughs> no, he cannot. <laughs> Um, but the reason why they're called that is to use a Krypton laser um, to capture these things. And the, if you if you Google uh, Polaroid Fantagrams, you're going to find um, I think what you're looking for or what you're what you're talking about. Ooh. Okay. Uh, they usually they usually came in these little square like sticker packs, um, sometimes circles. Uh, they were sometimes larger. I think I had a different larger dinosaur one made by Polaroid. Mm -hmm. um, but I think yeah, this is this is definitely what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, I spelt fantagram wrong, but I'm getting there. I'm there. <laughs> this is absolutely yeah. So and one of the there one is. of the images that's coming up is uh, the Wolverine card, not the one I was talking about in our previous episode, but there there is a Wolverine card that was used for one of the series of Marvel trading cards, Damn, uh, yeah, and it, it is a 3D. Right and he's coming it. at you with his claws, and this uh, yeah, this is exactly. Exactly yeah. what I was talking about. Yes. Yeah. So Polaroid Fantagram. Um, yeah. So this, like I said, those are printed on what was what was Polaroid's um, proprietary photopolymer. Um, so their holography film, which they do not make anymore, unfortunately. Uh, I, you know, okay. That was something I was wondering too. I'm like, how many people can still be making holographic film? You know, I mean, other than maybe like mass, you know, industrial grade production you know like I, I it can't be something that is that easy to come by it's not super easy to come by there's only a few suppliers that you can kind of get this stuff from um 
There's a, there's this company called Inigraph.com and they distribute a lot of different types of holography film. Um, that's one of the, that's one of the academic source, um, for these kind of materials. And then, uh, there's some other direct suppliers of film and chemistry materials that you can get some other photopolymers from and, um, but it's not super easy to come by. But with the process that I use, which is actually, it's not photopolymer, it's not embossed. It's actually called um, BCG, which is, stands for dichromate gelatin holography. Um, I actually fabricate all my film myself. Wow. Um, oh, wow. So everything's just by hand. Well, that's uh, super impressive. Dude, you can learn to bake. Just be a triple threat, okay? Yeah, do it all. <laughs> bake, right. bake, and create. That's the, that's the triple threat. <laughs> You'll be the next Heisenberg. What's the who's the Heisenberg of holography? Like, who would you be? Who's the bad boy? Who the bad boy? Um, is it Muth? Muth doesn't seem like a bad boy. He seems like he, he seems too jolly pretty, from the pretty, I pretty can be light. a bad boy. I can be a bad boy. Good question. Well, like, there's, so there's a guy called uh, there's this guy uh, Jason Sapin. He's actually he's he runs holographic studios in. Wait, did uh, you just say Jason Statham? No. <laughs> oh my God! Does the Statham? Do holography? <laughs> Stapen, S A P A N. Okay. Oh, okay. Stapen. Um, and he runs holog uh, holographic studios. It's in Manhattan. Uh, I was able to visit there a couple of years back when I, I was actually showing a piece uh, in New York. Um, but I was able to stop by and we had a chat for a couple hours. Super great guy. I've kept in contact with him. I'm hoping to have him on my show. Uh, but uh, so look forward to that. Um, but he's just a really great, he's kind of the bad boy. He's just the outsider. You know, he's just like the. Dude, he's got a hologram of the alien queen. We already fucking love this guy. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, a, is a so joy, cool. Joy to talk to. He's got a great museum set up. He does shoot holograms there as well. Um, but he's, I wouldn't say he's the bad boy, but he's, he's, he's a definitely a, a staple character in the community. Yeah. He's, he's a bad boy. He has a hologram of a dude at a disco right next to a dinosaur. Well, the fun like, thing about his, 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 you know, he's been established for, for a long time in which he's, he's been able to kind of live through this, this, the heyday, uh, yeah. essentially, um, where, where everybody wanted a hologram. So he's able to work with all these famous people. Um, he's got a really incredible, incredibly hilarious story about working with Gene Simmons, um, and many other uh and isaac asimov and and you know oh, wow. many of these great great figures of the past in which he actually specializes or specialized in um what are called holographic stereograms um they're actually made from a, kind of a different method um actually taking a, a strip of film so similar to like how uh-huh you know one of his so this is this will this will line this right up because one of his students one of his, his um interns actually went on and he was the pioneer behind the famous matrix shot um of the jumping in the air and then the all bullets. the cameras shooting yeah. around him hmm. yeah yeah um, so this is this method is similar to the this holographic stereogram you're taking these photos at all these different angles and then what you do is you actually expose those images into the film at different areas of the film so that when you basically you take this piece of film you curve it around this this uh half cylinder essentially and if it's illuminated properly it'll look like you're you're kind of walking around the subject itself right um, and that the way that they were you can utilize that technology to also create animation and movement and these kind of videos these miniature gifs if you will inside of these holograms 
Um, he was kind enough to give me one of his his pieces that he did. And I think I believe it's Miss Hawaii. And she's just kind of doing a little hula, hula dance. And it's just like, it's a very, very cool effect. Um, wow. That is incredible. so cool. <laughs> so yeah. Jason, great dude. A little bit of a bad boy. But yep, we'll yep. call him the bad boy of holography. I he think he goes by think... Dr. Laser. So you can't really, I mean, you can't argue with him. He yeah. might still drive a Vespa, but he's a bad boy. Yeah, he's got the alien queen. I don't think he's going to com complain about being called the bad boy. So uh, looking at all these pictures. <laughs> and his name's as, basically uh, Statham. <laughs> yeah, basically Statham. As, uh, as you're talking, uh, I'm just, you know, looking at all these pictures online. And uh, I'm just reminded of a question. Uh, just something I always wondered. I wasn't planning on asking you tonight, but um, it doesn't have to be like, a, if it's a long answer, we can condense it. But why... On those, all those like fantagrams, especially, but I see it with your stuff too. You have a limited uh, palette. It seems to be greens and yellows and reds and orange, and that's it. It seems like no yeah, blue, yeah. no purple. Why is that? So the, it's it's the it's optimal replay wavelength is what we're working with. So like basically these 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 materials were developed. Um, around the technology that was available. So in the early ages or the, or the early stages, we had these, these like the, the go-to staple for your laser for recording holograms is maybe, well, Polaroid was using the Krypton laser. Before that, uh, most popular was a helium neon laser, which is a red beam. Um, and the materials were designed around that to have the optimal replay um, using the, 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 the hardware available essentially. Um, and then as things moved on, we started using green beams, we started using blue beams, and then we started to develop different materials. Um, so there is, but but there is fully panchromatic holography film. And there are incredible people that are able to create archival versions of physical objects for museums. Um, so a, a big, a really great example of this is like the Queen's Jewels. There's a hologram of the Queen's Jewels and they, they look photorealistic inside of this piece of glass. Um, but it's just a hologram. What? Are you blowing my mind right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mind I give you oh, permission yeah. to yes. blow my damn mind all over the world? <laughs> Wait, so is there any way that I can see that without going to England? Um, uh means um, jules hologram yeah I, uh, i'm not coming up with anything i think i think there's there's no photographic proof anyway we, they don't guys, want that shit getting out you gotta go our, there our mission should we choose to accept it <laughs> to steal the queen's jewels i mean at this hologram. point not a lot of revenue coming into buckingham palace they gotta they gotta get you in the door you know it's 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 stale it's drafty in there you know <laughs> um <laughs> If I find the if I find the link to one of the, the images, uh, I'll I'll shoot it over you for sure. Um, awesome. But it, but it believe me, it's it's honest. It's the honest truth. Wow, very cool, very cool. That's, yeah, we'll have to post it in the group cool, when we guys. find it. Um, um, so the the reason why there's a certain um, the way like I shoot in blue, I used to shoot in green, and um, the way that the the chemistry that I work with is a little bit different because I have a lot of freedoms to play with the color replay after I shoot the hologram, mm -hmm. and that's by manipulating the developing process. Um, oh, is that what the gun, like the or the laser thing that you like move back and forth on it? Oh, I so watched that's, your... that's like the hot air drying. So it's like the final step. Okay. When I'm drawing, oh, okay. like, but but there's actually I, I use a multiple tank um, development system uh, to dehydrate the hologram, the hologram layer at a certain rate, um, and depending on how fast or how hot those 
baths are relative to the environment that the hologram was shot in can affect the replay color um, cool. as well as humidity and a lot of other variables that are very difficult to control. Wow. You know, I, yeah, I see, I see now that I click back over to your channel, uh, you, you have everything in blue. Uh, and I know I just said, <laughs> I never see blue, but it's, it's funny. Clearly you shoot in blue. Very cool. And I'm, I'm looking at some of your videos. You did a, uh, a PlayStation controller, did yeah. a holographic eye. Um, and I, uh, I had posted your, uh, your D20 that you did uh, in the group. Really, really cool stuff. Thanks, so, so these are all like physical things that you just had and you, yeah. you scan, you well, use the, the laser. So the, the little PlayStation controller was actually a 3d model that I had to, again, it kind of put together and then um, 3d prints paint it and do that thing. So this is like a, a big barrier when I get a lot of inquiries where people are very at, you know, interested in getting portraits. They're like, I want my daughter, I want my, my, my girlfriend and I want to make this for them. Um, in which I'm not the guy for that. And that's not because it's impossible. It's just because I'm not the guy for that. You need, you need like a, you would, a modeler, somebody who's, who's actually need to be able to sculpt a person's it, image in exactly. 3d space, which is a very specific skill set. You know, yeah. apart from being able to sculpt inanimate objects, which is not to say that that is an easy feat, um, mm. but but it's just very different. You know, it's, it's very like different. you know, I like working with illustrations. I like bringing kind of two dimensional artwork into the three D realm. Um, you know, I think I just took a job for a little Yoshi today, and you know that's going to be really fun. Yeah, um, Yosh, I love Yosh. Yeah, I mean, your your yes. video with with the dark ritual was incredible. Like yeah, that's my goal. I, when people are trying to get those kind of work done, well, I'm like, hey, you gotta check this out. This is what it involved. Like, this is what's seeing involved. seeing that process. So just, many steps. Just really kind of you know blew it open for me and and made me go wow. You know because I I frequently wondered how how you could do something like that where it's like okay yeah you could scan you know or or however you want to make a hologram you could scan a card but it's not going to look like this it's not going to have depth it doesn't exactly. suddenly turn into a shadow box so you you have to create it and it's like i couldn't conceptualize it until i started to watch you sculpting the card in sure. real time you know creating that art in a 3d way was just really like incredibly impressive and 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 hats off to you travis i mean that's that's an amazing skill and and you have really quite a talent and that video yeah. was just so cool to watch um and i think mm. that's the kind of stuff that's really gonna turn people on flip the switch for them to to how right. cool holography is because you know that's that's multifaceted art form there yeah. you know you're not just talented with the chemistry and the film and the positioning of whatever you got to do. It's like, it's, it's 3d as well. And then it's a lot of tactile hands-on stuff, you know, not blowing smoke, really impressive stuff, dude. Like <laughs> yeah, that's incredible awesome. stuff. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. It's uh, the, my, my trajectory was basically, I mean, I've always been an artist, um, but uh, I, out of high school, I went to school for industrial design Um in which they kicked me out because I didn't pay or something. I, like, that's I isn't it weird how that works? It's messed yeah. up. I don't. I still. Th yeah. I still think that's bullshit. Um. So, you know, coming off that, I basically I snagged a job in my hometown and I stayed there for ten years as a graphic designer, um, which was it was cool. It was a good gig, um, but it wasn't really scratching the itch for me and kind of creatively dulling, kind of like in the long run, you know this 
very much of like a lot of the same things you do these, like you do these sports teams shirts every year and you do like, you know, this handful of businesses, new shirts every year, and then these billboards and those posters and these business cards. And it's really, uh, right. Right. Not it's flexible. steady work, but it's not, you're not getting psyched over that. Yeah, exactly. Right, so right. it's like, I really needed a new outlet, um, to create, and I, something, something sparked. I, I mean, the, the, or the story of like why I started the medium is that I like, I was basically just scrolling on eBay one day and I happened to find one of those fanagram uh, kind of holograms, which kind of spiraled me down this nostalgia trip of where'd they go and what, yeah. happened. <laughs> um, and wait a minute, can I do this? Which like sparked the realization of like, no, I've done this before because when I was nine years old, I pulled a book off of my school library a uh, shelf that was the holography handbook. If, if you were interested in the medium, this is the book to go to, to check out. It's the holography handbook. The tagline is making holograms the easy way. Uh, that's not necessarily true, but wishful thinking. Well, it's um, just because you don't want to know about the hard way. That way, <laughs> exactly. that way is not a way for it. No, so this, and this so book they- <laughs> is still the book to go to the one that you went to when you were a kid. It's a solid book. It's yeah. a, it, it is a solid. So the thing about this it's book. It's got a 4.4 4 out of 5 on Goodreads. I mean, you know what? Dracula is <laughs> still a good book. It's still great. <laughs> I, it's it like didn't get shit. shitty. It's old as shit, but you know, I still enjoy it. People the thing it. about this book specifically is that other, unlike it's like the, the predecessor, the heavy lifting, the academic books that came kind of behind it. Um, this was more of a direct hands-on approach. They were telling you how you can build these things out of everyday items. Um, it was really like the, the, the dirt cheap DIY way to do stuff, um, as well as teaching you the concepts of holography and what actually is going on on the, like on the physics level. Um, so like, I mean, as a kid, I pulled out, I'm bringing it to my table. I was like, guys, check this out. There's lasers on the cover. We're going to learn how to make holograms. I open the book and I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Close the book. I bring it to the shelf. Um, uh, I mean, Travis, that book is really a big wait, wait, bait can and I, switch. Can, like, I, can I stop the conversation? Did you just say lazies? Lazies? Did, did I it's hear got that? Lazies on it. It's got lazies. What? Right, you like, like from like, because that's what tools? that's what Tim always says <laughs> because of Rugrats. Right? That, was that just reference? Uh, I don't know. Is that why I say that? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Not, not like beams. everything I say is from rug. Well, I do say lazy beams. Lazy beams. That <laughs> say all the time. That's so I'm just rats. wondering, did he? Was that like a subconscious thing, or did I hear it wrong, Travis? Did you say lazies? Oh, I probably said it that way. Oh, I don't know gosh. what happened. That, I, I, I heard. Just, I didn't. I didn't hear lazies, but now I'm. Now I'm feeling. We got to go back yeah, to the tape. Now, <laughs> we got to go listen. Lazy. I'm gonna keep playing it. Yeah, we'll Roll listen to back. it on the the playback. I am delighted. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? Lazy. I don't know. Lazy. That, that, that handbook, man. That cover looks like the coolest board game ever. It, right? Like it's like, oh fuck yeah, dude. We got like red lasers and blue lasers, and this one lady looking super serious, checking out these like obelisk things. It could be a movie poster. It could be anything. Well, and then it is, epic. I, it is epic. And I gotta ask: Did the version at your library have the hologram included? And did you steal it? It didn't have the hologram included. <laughs> Somebody else must have stolen it. Son of a bitch all right all right well they must also like you know it was probably august mooth he probably (laughs) took it he did it he took it anyway he's the real bad boy of uh holography no it's 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 jason stapen (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) it's done 
It's a fun, you know, going back to Jason, the fun thing about him is that you've probably seen him on TV before. He does a bunch of acting gigs. He's in the actors in the actors guild. Um, spell his uh, name one more time. Jason. Jason Sapin. S-A-P-A-N. I think, it's, I think it might be Arthur, Arthur Jason, Arthur Sapin. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't recognize him, but he is he is holding um, small images of 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 people. There aren't I have him holograms. Here, him he's, next to the Taj Mahal. Yes. No. Maybe he's he's got a he's got some. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Lots <laughs> of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. And huh. so 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 yes, this holography handbook still still relevant, relevant, still cutting edge. It has it has cute illustrations in it, which make okay, it that's really, that's high marks. Yeah, we yeah, love we really love digestible. There's nothing worse than a science book that doesn't have pictures because, look, you know, say what you will. It's hard to imagine this crap. All of it. I am a scientist by trade, and I fully recognize it is hard to picture this shit. Yeah. You got to have someone draw it out for you. Yeah. 8-Bit Alchemy is the smart one. Um, I'm I'm the good looking one, and Joe uh, beats everyone up. That's true. He's the, mu- he's the muscle yeah but he's also a handsome muscle yeah yes yes he's like a bicep that's winking at you yeah it's like a <laughs> winking bicep that's what we always say the, you, yeah, can't see me. Yeah. you can't see me but i'm totally flipping my hair and batting my eyes yeah 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 no air quotes so there. no, no air yeah no air quotes there i'm just no. the hair flip yeah. um flip. so so travis uh getting back to your youtube channel yeah um you had this really cool video that you posted back in April of this year about a Pokemon card project. And you were yes. going to have your patrons yes. vote on which card to do. I don't see any uh, update on the channel. Have you worked more on this? I have. Yeah, I'm about to shoot the model. Actually, um, it's painted with the patrons chose Jolteon. So what I, what I did, yeah, I mean, I nice. saw the video. I pulled, I, pulled, uh, I pulled those cards out of a pack and I had, had the patrons kind of vote. Um, Jolteon came in on top which I'm totally fine with. That was going to be the one I was most excited. It was either that or I want to do Electabuzz. Electabuzz um, as a Pokemon sucks, but that is the Electabuzz. <laughs> that, right. that card right. is super good. I mean, who, who, yeah, does I mean, love, who doesn't love Electric Jolteon? Punch is dope. Mm, oh, yeah. But yeah, the, yeah, Jolteon is the best Pokemon of the three. I mean, come on. So more to come on that. Uh, so the way that that's being kind of rolled out is that that's kind of being rolled out in chapters to my Patreon page. Okay. And then as soon as it's done, I'll cut all that together in a big old video and that'll be launched to YouTube. It's awesome. Oh, that's, nice. that's amazing. Nice. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your Patreon and uh, like give it a little, give a little promo for those oh, yeah, who I, might I, be interested? Yeah, plug, plug, plug that shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my Patreon is this really great place where you can go and you can get this inside look to like what I'm doing behind the scenes. Um, I do post quite a bit on most of my sh- social media accounts, but um, kind of the um, the more personal and direct communication happens behind those closed doors. Um, and I think I just got like I just got another patron today. I'm I'm at, I got 21 patrons, Ooh, 21 sweet, wow souls out there that are just invested in me and my success and what I create, which is just incredible. Shout out to nice. all these. Nice. That is so great. That's awesome, man. I just uh, subscribed to your YouTube channel today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, well, I clicked the bell. I, I do too. 
I really need to get on. So when it comes, yeah. Well, I I I thumbs it up. Oh shit. (laughs) Oh, they do this all the time, Travis. You got to power through. You got to power through, buddy. Yeah, power through. Uh, but yeah, well, I'm going to raise more video content in general going forward. Um, now that I'll have kind of my chains broken. Um, so it'll be exciting to kind of dive into everything that I've recorded. I literally went through my, I made a, I think I made a TikTok the other night. It was literally just me scrolling through my content. I thought it was going to be this short little thing where I'm just kind of scrolling through my, like my, my folder of photos and videos. Um, and I was doing it at a regular pace ended up being like a 15 minute long video. Uh, because it was like literally over 6,000 files. Oh my um, God. So, and most of, those, most of those have never been seen. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a lot. But that's five years of me doing this and not kind of. It's that's a lot of up. holograms in your closet, man. You should let them out. Holographic <laughs> ghosts. Shake them out. That's a lot of, a lot of air quote ghosts. Tupac. Let's see the holograms. Let's see the hologram stick figures, you know, quotes that you started with. Um, I think it should be mentioned. And this is something that people can see if they check out your videos is your holography lab is kind of the coolest thing I've ever seen. It's cool as hell. I really appreciate you saying that. This is something that I put like from my side of things, probably the the media people around me are like, well, yeah, because like my best friend's like, oh yeah, he's just building something new in his lab. He loves it more than holograms. Um, and it's like, there's a little bit of truth to that, but like building the environment in which I create has been very, I've been very passionate about um, giving it a voice, I guess. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I um, mean, it's it, something, it, that, something that I think is important uh, and is more of like this subconscious level. Like it's not in your face. Welcome to my holography lab, but giving snippets and sneak peeks and a little view into where I create and it's kind of whimsy, um, I think does uh, help um, altogether. And it helps me uh, like for my mental state, just being able to, this is a spaceship. I don't know if you've caught on. Um, yeah, this is just, this is actually a, it's designed to look like a spaceship. Are you know. broadcasting from the satellite of love right now? <laughs> Why do you you say that? Because that's kind of the theme of the show that I'm kind of putting together, you know. So shit, yeah. So a little bit of satellite of love, a little bit of space goes coast to coast. Oh Um, my god, (laughs) You need a little red dwarf in there though, too. Maybe maybe just uh, eat a curry every once in a while on on camera. There we go. I will. Um, You're so you're (laughs) a big you're a big sci-fi fan. Absolutely. So nice. we're something that we uh, always try to do when we have guests in the brig is we try to uh, swing things around to a little bit of a retro topic. So we, we didn't discuss this at all previously, but um, what let's just let's just be general. Like what kind of what kind of sci-fi is your kind of sci-fi? What do you what uh, do you love? What gets you going? So, uh, what gets me going? So there's like this. You know, there's the good ones. There's like you know the Blade Runners and the in the Star Wars are all good. Uh, Star Treks are great. I wasn't a Trekkie. I've, I've watched maybe the first. I've, I think I dove into Star Trek uh, probably two years ago, and I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna start watching Star Trek. And I watched the first three seasons, and they were fantastic. I loved it. Oh, the is it the uh, the original or is it yeah. TNG? The original. Nice. Um, and I'll probably continue to watch those. I throw them on every once in a while, and uh, but. You know, and, and like the, the tw- I mean, the Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah. And like just the, all that. It's, it's all fantastic. I mean, 
but a lot of the movies from the from my my childhood are are ones that probably affect me the most. They're talking like, you know, the ones that ironically contain light field illusions. Get out! Uh, <laughs> Get out! Who could have? Uh, did you guys see yeah, that like, coming? That was an M Night Shyamalan plot twist. I mean, it, it's just my my <laughs> neck is uh, hurting because it wrenched God. around. Oh my god! So quick. You mean like those aren't holograms, but damn, they're cool. Yeah, you're um, like a five. You're a five year old, and you're like, damn, ain't hologram. I know uh, what that is. <laughs> one of my one of my all time favorite movies, sci fi movies, is The Fifth Element. I I've got fire and water tattooed on my wrists. Oh, I was oh, just wow. talking about the multi pass at work today. Get the hell out. <laughs> Heck yeah. I was literally at work yesterday. My my coworker and I were talking about multipass, and we we're like, "That's a fifth element, right?" And then today we looked it up because we're like, "God damn it, we never looked that up." And so we looked it up, and we're like, "Yeah, it's the fifth element." <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> you know what my favorite uh, thing from the fifth element in is, is as far as like design wise, is that like robot thing that opens up the whole movie. Hell yeah! That intro scene yeah. is. Just I, tremendous. It's that so robot cool. to me is kind of like my, my what it makes me think of is um, the space jockey in Alien. Only, of course, it it's in it much more, and it moves around. It's not just this yeah. set yeah. piece, but it's sort of this un unknowable other thing that, in in my opinion, is maybe the most interesting part of the whole movie. And we just, it, just it is, never know. The, it is origin it's this mystery it's the same thing with the with the you know essentially the antagonist right you got this this giant orb yeah it's just this giant evil orb and it says okay now it's time <laughs> all right i don't know i'm, I'm gonna call up gary oldman. i'm gonna call up gary oldman and we're gonna get this this car this car rolling <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, that's, you know you know that's who you call the plot that's autobots transform and roll out like let's yeah. go <laughs> like have you called gary oldman yet have you done it? <laughs> no. Well, then, how is the train supposed to leave the station? Come on, get him on the get him on the horn. That's right. Yeah, I I love sci-fi. I love um, I have a a deep love for cheesy old movies, and um, I really uh, you know, eight bit mentioned satellite love. We love Mystery Science Theater three thousand, and uh, I think through that it sort of propelled me into all these movies that mystery science theater never got to, but are great. And, uh, Oh man, I don't know if you watch a lot of like fifties sci-fi, but there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff. The man there's from planet X is yes. one of my faves. Have wow. you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> I love the man from planet X. You know, that, that movie, uh, holds a distinction of being the first ever alien invasion movie. Even though it's not really wow. an invasion, but he is an invader. And sure. pre previously, the only aliens we ever saw were on, not on Earth. Like on alien planet. Yeah, yeah, on the alien planet. Like I mean, that because that can you can go back to a trip, a trip to the moon, George Melier, which is like uh -huh. 1903 yeah. or something. There are remarkably cool moon aliens in that movie. They're just really, really awesome. Um, if you look up trip to the moon yeah. alien. It's like you just think of the moon face with a rocket in the eyeball and everybody knows yeah. that. But like, have you seen the movie? Like, it's just it's everywhere. It's free on YouTube. Just like it's 12 minutes long. Like, go watch it. It's 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 gorgeous. I love this freaking thing. Put in your eyes. But yeah, the, the aliens <laughs> in that they kind of remind me of a uh, of Greedo. They look a little bit like horned Greedos, but you never see them up close. Everything in every Millier movie was from far away. There were no close ups at all. So uh, unless you count the moon, I guess that was maybe, but all, all the shots are wide shots, but um, yeah. So like there's aliens that, that go back, 
to the early 1900s, if you want to count, you know. But the man from Planet X, uh, the character, was the first movie alien that invaded Earth. I did not know that. Kind of fun. That's See, crazy. You teach me something, I teach you something. See that? See that? Yeah. A tisket, a tasket, a green and yellow yeah. basket. Yeah, no, I, 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 I love, I love <laughs> 50s sci-fi so much. And then there's the Atomic Age stuff, which is a whole other barrel of fun monkeys. I love all that, too. All the giant bugs. Just give me more giant bugs. Yeah. Why, don't, why don't we have giant bug movies anymore? Come on. I don't know. That's my That's favorite. A good question. We need more of those. I need more. Uh, Legged Freaks killed it. I, I think what they should do is, um, is do a, a sequel to them. And uh, do it, do it, aliens style, where the first one was alien and the second one was aliens. I think we should have them's. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think so. I think it's time. I think I it's think time we have them's. Something. I think we've waited long enough. I've waited long enough. They, they live. We'll, we'll create a sequel to that. We'll call it. They lived. They still. They live. still live. They still they live. St- they. They continue to live. <laughs> They won't die. I don't or know. Or you just pluralize. They. they live. They live is um, one of my wife's favorite movies of all time. And uh, we are going to at the end of the month, we're actually going to be doing this. is The first time we are ne- we're announcing this. Actually, we're going to do a John Carpenter episode for Halloween. Well, and spoilers about, uh, spoilers. about some. Yeah. Spoiler alert. You got to listen to the show if you want the spoilers. Yeah. And now you've, <laughs> yeah, you've done you do. that. Everyone's done that. So here it is. It's been spoiled. Get it. So, Joe, you, you, unfortunately, we've steamrolled over all your questions, which is fine. <laughs> I was kind of hoping so. You're like, I'm actually tired. And I, I, don't, I wasn't even supposed to be yeah. here today. Well, he's so busy being handsome and winking uh, at Handsome us. and yeah. ripping I mean, that's out what I do, That's what I do for a living. You know, I work 10 hours a day and, you know, just being handsome. Yeah, I mean it's it's exhausting. It really. Oh, is. I mean, ever, ever since I cut my hair really short, everyone everyone's been hitting on me. So yes. I gotta like yeah, bend them off. So yeah. that's where all my energy is going. It's, is protecting it's... myself from these these horny vultures and just wanna. Yeah. See, as I, a bald guy, get, get I don't. I don't. I don't ever experience this. But it's cool that you do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm balding. Maybe that's why. Maybe. So, is there anything <laughs> that you you wanted to? add or ask or uh yeah actually uh what is the coolest project you've ever worked on oh okay that's a good one coolest project um the coolest project so uh i think along uh, so along the lines of like this i mean along the lines of this kind of 50 sci-fi um kind of thing i do have this project i've been working on for actually a couple years now because some things i kick around and i don't actually make progress on um, but I have been making progress on it and I have made a smaller prototype of this, of this hologram. It's actually a two layer. It's a two part. Um, it's, it's a, I don't know what I call these. I call them like holographic composites um, because I basically t- take two separate images. Okay. I'll bring it back to the beginning. Here's what you can call it. You can call it a holographic parfait. Ooh. Uh, you really, you really need Sounds to fancy. Think. You really need him to bake. I just like food, and I'm totally game if you I'm start just hungry. Food. That's all. <laughs> no, I just like food. I'm actually not hungry. I had a big burger. But anyway, all right, take us back to the beginning. Day, on that's this. for you. Yeah, back to the beginning. Yeah. When I create the, I create these models, and I can, I sculpt them, and sometimes I sketch them first. So I, I sketched this, this thing like a long time ago, and I eventually brought it into a 3D model, and I kind of tweaked the model over a year, and. 
And it's like this, it's a UFO scene. It was, it's my homage to the, um, to the, um, I want to believe poster. Um, oh yeah. Uh, X-Files? Yeah. X-Files. Yep. So it's a similar, it's a similar concept, but uh, it's a twist and you have this UFO and you've got like, you know, the port underneath it in which it seems to be kind of spewing out this big tendrily tube of energy, but inside the middle of this between the ground and the UFO, like this big gooby ball and like this big kind of, it's hard to explain. It's like, you know, the thing that, uh, that Spunky would always eat and then Rocco would have to take it away from him. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And you, yeah, the episode where Spunky had like the little green, like, exactly. like snot snarf ball thing. And he's like, Spunky, get that <laughs> out of your mouth. I can't do a Rocco voice right now. But that was, oh, hey, what, a, what an evocative episode. What are you doing? Yeah. It's laundry days. It's laundry day, Spunky. What are you doing? Laundry day. What laundry day. He's a very, a very dangerous, dangerous day. day. Yeah. Oh, but so anyway, so I made the scene and then I also made like the. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So no, sorry. No, so sorry. So anyways, moving on. We suck. Uh, no, you don't suck. You're doing great. And this is, this is fun. You're doing okay. great. You're uh, a great host. Wow. I appreciate that. Uh, I'll be back anytime. Uh, and <laughs> so it has this also this kind of, uh, what do you call this? Geodome? Like those geodesic spheres. Uh, okay. You know, like a D20, except with more sides on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a, in a wireframe around the spunky ball. <laughs> and that's really hard to explain. So anyway, so these two, these two models, so it's, it's one model that I sculpted in which I separated into two models so that the gooby ball was on one model and this in the, the geodesic kind of hard other structures were on one, another model. The idea there, and this is something that I, I pulled out of my screen printing experience, um, because we do a lot of separation of artwork that's uh, that's printed onto the the substrate to create a whole picture. So I decided to take the same idea and apply it to my holography practice. And I created these two three-dimensional models that essentially could exist in the same kind of plane, if that makes sense, uh, because they're part of a whole scene. Each one of them has part of a whole scene. And then by doing that, I was able to, like I said before, I can control how I develop these, kind of tune them in different coloring ways. So there's two distinct colorations between these two scene elements. And then when I layer them on top of each other, it creates the full scene in which you've got, you know, two layers of the hologram that represent a whole, um, which is kind of a, a whole uh, metaphor for holography. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, so that's like, I have this on a little two, maybe like it's like a three inch by four inch model. That was the original. And now I've printed basically like a 10 inch 10 or 11 inch version of that in which I'll be applying that to a larger format piece. Um, so that's like a longer ongoing project, but it, what it is, is it establishes what I want to be doing in the medium um, and kind of pushing my boundaries, I guess, you right. know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. So this is, this nice. is like you trying to find your style. You're like Picasso and you, you know you're in your blue period, but you're like, no, this isn't really it either. I'm I'm getting there. Exactly. I mean, like it's that's the thing with the with the medium that I work with. It's like you know I could capture eyeballs all day. What what am I going to learn? Right. Like, yeah. I'm, right. I'm, just, like right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to 
feel good as an artist walking away at the end of the day saying like, yeah, yeah you want to leave a mark. Exactly. So figure out. And, and, and just to grow. And, yeah. Growing like your art form. Try and create right. something that nobody's ever seen before is kind of the goal. Right. 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 Um, I mean, how long does this process take to actually make a hologram? Oh, that's also a good question that we haven't talked about. So the, the way that I do it. Well, that was on the list, man. Oh, <laughs> that was on the list. You're a We're there now. I'm, we're you're there. A, okay. I'll you're, shut up. Right you're a hoser. It wasn't on the list. <laughs> you just thought of that. Um, so like I said, mine's a very, very manual process. I make my film by hand. So there's a, there's a, there's a whole pro- process of creating film with like a huge section of it. Um, which I have to create the emulsion, which is like this orange goo that's poisonous. And you definitely don't want to drink or breathe anything that comes from it um, because it uses heavy metals. So ammonium dichromate is a heavy nice. metal. Salt. Um, <laughs> so uh, is everybody and, throwing up the horns right now? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I yeah. Just, oh, yeah. 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 It's oh, a yeah. reflex. Oh, yeah. It's a reflex. Oh, yeah. I, I think <laughs> I thought I could hear it from you, Nintendo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's this heavy metal you don't want to mess with because essentially it's going to turn to chrome. Um, you don't want to breathe chrome, I guess. Unless you want to go to the future, because in the <laughs> future, know, like, I, everything's chrome. Everything is chrome. In the future, everybody breathes chrome. Yes. In the future. Squidward. Squidward, um, in the future, everything's chrome. Um, okay. So so we, I make this goo, and then there's this process of like chilling it because the structure, the, basically the molecular structures of the emulsion need to solidify before they can be reheated and get into their final form on the film. Um, it's very important. These little, these little nuances of the medium is very important. Like my God, it's not even his final form. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I just want you to know something through us all goofing. We, we, we do insanely value and love everything you're talking about. This isn't us uh, trying to downplay what you're saying in any way. It's just our coping mechanism. Tell us cool shit. Yeah. Like this is just how we do. So yeah. I listened. I listened to the episode. Okay, I, mean, I, I don't want to insult good. you in any way because you're you are a sweet guest and yeah. and you are telling us really interesting shit. Yes, but yeah. this is also just like this is like us breathing. It, so, it, if so if you want to ask Travis to be your best friend, just just PM <laughs> what do you him. Mean? After I already the did. Show. I already did. PM I like him after and the subscribed show. and favorited his videos. I, I don't want you to ask him on the show because if he says no, you're going to cry and I don't want to deal with it friend. and the show's already getting Travis, a little want, long. Travis, so, Travis, you want to be my best friend? Uh, you can put in your application. Um, <laughs> oh, no. The very clinical response. I like that. Oh. <clears throat> my resume, no, you I, deserve just, I just, you deserve I just touched it up. I just touched it. I touched it up. got to make calculated decisions in my life. You need a bachelor's degree in, in at least 10 years experience. I have that. <laughs> I have ten years experience. I'm I'm thirty. I have thirty years experience. So, just experiencing. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to steamroll. I'm gonna try. It's it's hard okay, sometimes. Fight, um, fight. So Travis, so you're making your own film. You're doing all this stuff, and that's adding time to the to this whole process. Obviously, yeah, it's uh, adding time. Right. What it's doing is reducing cost because uh, buying holography yeah. film is hella expensive. Okay, so that I can was, imagine. I was gonna ask like, why expensive. do it. Okay, it's hella expensive. So that is super freaking cool. Uh, if if you were to just take a guess, start to finish now, let's let's just say it's not a new project. You said, you know, you could make eyeballs forever, but eh, whatever. What are you learning uh, at this point? How long does it take you to make one eyeball? You have, for those interested, seven eyeball pendants are available on your shop at this moment. So let's say if you're going to make number eight, 
How long is that from start to finish? Now, obviously, you described the process of making the film. Just kind of if we can condense it and and just sort of end on this, like what's what's the rest of the process look for making that eyeball pendant? Sure. I'll give you the, I'll give you the bullet points of the process. Sure. Um, and then I'll give you the time frame. OK, so there's the basically creating the film or creating the emulsion. Uh, and then basically a day later, I can create film, which involves cutting glass, cleaning glass um, and reheating the chemicals. Uh, and applying the emulsion to the glass in a very specific way to create a uniform layer of film. Uh, there's a drying process for that film. That needs to be another overnight thing. Uh, and then when it comes to actually shooting the hologram and developing the hologram, that usually happens in the same day uh, where I take the, the film and I put it above the subject uh, on a giant isolation table, which uh, is important because the medium is very sensitive to vibrations. Um, and air currents, any movement really is a big no-no during the holography, uh, the holography exposure. Um, we're talking like we're talking like this. This thing can't move. The subject in the film can't move between the size of an amoeba during the exposure. Because oh, like the 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 inter the, the interference will just get all thrown off, right? Exactly. We got the just... scientist here. Yeah, See, he's a smart one. Constructive and deconstructive interference happening. Um, which is very important. So yeah, you, this, the table is important. But anyway, so you basically expose the hologram to laser light. It was very important that it's laser light it needs to be uniform. It needs to be coherent. Um, and then after that shot, there's a little bit of a wait time. This is what's called a dark reaction. And it's just kind of a, a little bit more time for the film to do its thing, uh, get hardened up and get the image kind of solidified in it before I start developing it, which will be the next stage development is basically I used to when I was shooting in with a green laser uh, the my my chemistry is more sensitive to blue than green but blue lasers are more expensive and I didn't have the money to invest then um, so I was shooting in green and I was using a chemical fixer similar to like black and white photography um, and then basically a series of isopropyl um, alcohol baths of increasing concentrations. And the whole point here is that I want to take that water that I put into the hologram to wash out the active ingredient. And then I need to um, rinse the active ingredient out. And then the structure that remains, I need to preserve somehow. So what I need to do is dehydrate it essentially. So it has a free kind of standing rigid structure. Wow. Um, so so that, I basically, that's so yeah, go ahead. incredibly interesting. <laughs> so uh, right. because i mean in the in the videos you're constantly doing these baths and i wasn't you know i'm not sure yep. what exactly you're doing but that's that's so interesting <laughs> right, right please continue it's just awesome yeah yeah and that's like the those are the those are the factors that can affect the final replay so i have different different methods where i might skip a bath or i might heat the baths up or i might um just play with it in different ways to diff get different results because there's a there's kind of a little bit of a troubleshooting element to the process in which if something goes wrong, you need to understand the medium enough to correct. Um, and that took me a long time to understand. I mean, probably, I mean, I'm still learning, still learning a lot, um, but probably two years into the, the medium in which I kind of started to understand what was happening on like a molecular level so that I could, I could like figure out what can affect what, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because like, I don't yeah. have a physics background. I don't have a chemistry background. I'm an artist and I saw something that I needed to utilize to create art. And then I'm like trying to, t- I'm taking a weird approach to learning the, the stuff, you know, um, because it's more about, I need it to do this. What do I need to do to make it do this? Right, you're reverse that. engineering it. You know, I don't, I don't learn the foundation. I see the end result or I see a desired result and I go, how do I get that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. I mean, sometimes that's the most effective learning though, right? Like that's why so many people say you don't really start learning until you, you know, graduate college because then you start being able to actually act on that, that sort of source of learning of like, I want to know how yeah. to do this thing. And because I have that want, I'm actually going to learn how to do it. And, you know, it's like everyone's different, but I feel like that's like some of the best learning you do is once you're actually doing this approach like you did, like you have here. It's definitely yeah. a good right. approach for learning. It's definitely the hard approach for learning. Um, I mean, to give you a little anecdote, I mean, like I, I decided that I was going to switch to this chemistry, this DCG holography, in which I was going to make my own film from hand. And I was just, I can do it. I'm going to say, yeah, I can do it. I'm going to go do it. Um, and then the reality was that like, I didn't get like literally any results. And I'm telling you that I was in the, I was in my basement every night, every weekend for three months and I didn't get any results. Wow. And then like, I would get these little glimmers of hope, right. These little like shimmers, these little like, Ooh, I can kind of, no, no, there's nothing there. Um, and I would, (laughs) it would, it would be that kind of pace in which sometimes I would a glimmer of hope and sometimes i would get nothing and it was just like this persistence of like oh i guess i gotta make a new batch of film gotta try again yeah, at that point right. i had purchased a laser mm-hmm. i had invested into my craft and i was like i have to make this work i'm like a photographer that just bought a new camera and i'm like i don't know what to do um All right camera don't take good investment. picture right exactly take good picture but yeah uh i need to make this investment work for me you know that was my that was my a lot of my motivation um at the time i was gonna be moving across the country with my wife in like six months and i was like we shouldn't buy this but i'm gonna um this is real dumb but i'm gonna do it i, I have I to imagine that laser is yeah. really heavy <laughs> it, very small actually really uh, technology's come a long way hell yeah uh so that was kind of the the pace of things and and it was more about like that at the end of that three months when i got something and i was like holy shit i did it I, wow I did it. And there was like that, there's, there's this endorphin rush that you get like from that, that accomplishment that really got its hooks in me, you know? And I think that like, I think that I'll never, that's like the, uh, the, the, the dopamine rush right there is like developing the hologram, like that final, like you've seen on the video, me kind of waving that heat gun over the hologram and it come into life. Yeah. Um, There's no feeling of that in the world. Like I, I can't get that anywhere else. (laughs) That's my drug. Right. Like I can't, yeah. Because because for the most part, I don't know if I have a successful hologram up until that point. Wow. And I right. That, right. I lived right. in that world so long where I was like, no, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be good. It's, it's this is gonna be another failure. This is gonna be another failure. That like yep. every single time, it's still the contrast of just like it. It worked. It worked <laughs> again. <laughs> right. 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 I did again. So so what was the very first one? Uh, the first one, so I got this little Victorian pin subject. It was like this little brooch pin. And I chose it to be like a test subject. I probably, I, if looking back at my records, I probably have 150 shots of this thing. Um, and the reason I chose it is because it, it had good contrast. It had basically a metallic silver um, uh, frame. And then it had this black background. And this had this porcelain white figure of a woman in the, for, in the foreground. And it had just enough depth so that it wasn't too 
too deep and too complex to play with. And I thought it was a perfect test subject to start out with. Um, so that was, that was the first, essentially the first one that was like, yeah, I did it. And for some reason that first hologram that actually turned out is like one of the most spectacular, like color wise that I've ever created. Wow. And I've, it's just like some of the secret sauce that you try and rebottle every time. Like I said, yeah. these little tweaks and stuff that you can do to kind of help the image or help the hologram develop or come to life. Is, is, like there, all, is there uh, pictures of this anywhere online? Um, yeah, this would be probably way, way back in the, in the archives on my Instagram. That would be the best. Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sweet. I'll have to find it. Yeah. I'm, I'd like to see this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that was kind of the, the, the breaking point. And I've, I've never, I've always been chasing that ever since, you know, it's like chasing man, that dragon. Chasing <laughs> yeah. Dragon. The brooch. The dragon is my brooch. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, nothing like that really. And that was the, kind of my, my effort. And then to, the, to answer your question that we've all been waiting for that I've totally lost track of and now I'm just bouncing back to is that if I wanted to make that eyeball, it's probably going to take me a cumulative time frame of maybe six hours. Okay. Six, all six, right. Hours okay. Of, of work, okay. of labor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, six solid hours of labor. Wow. Yeah. The, way that, the way that it gets away from me is what happens after the development, which I have not gotten to. Uh, which is that I have to laminate the hologram. So that's, that involves kind of cutting the glass and like trimming away the unwanted film areas. Mm -hmm. It's important to create kind of this air gap between the hologram and the edge of the glass because the layer, like I said, I dehydrated it and I dehydrated it because the layer is incredibly hydroscopic. It wants to suck up all the moisture. Um, and when it does that, the actual little tiny refractive structures inside of the film expand, which ultimately changes the wavelength and it slips off into the UV spectrum. Um, and that's why if I leave a hologram laying out in the lab for, you know, a couple months, it's going to turn blue and then eventually will disappear. Um, wow. So it has to be sealed. You have to seal it within like kind of like little crystal casket of resin and another piece of glass. Um, and then after that, I usually take it to my trim saw, which is like a big lapidary saw and I can cut it into shape. And then I bring it over to this other machine called a flat lapidary wheel, which is like a big grinding disc, essentially, that I can, I can polish the glass to my desire, which I like to create a nice fine polish, make it look like a nice little crystal structure with clean edges. Um, and that's, how, that's a part of the value that I add to the piece that I'm not sure everybody's stoked about, but I, I can't because it adds a lot of, of cost to the process. But um, oh. it's really hard for me to let down as an artist because like I think that's the form it needs to be in. That's yeah. what it needs to be. And you're right, right. because you're right. the artist. Right. <laughs> so that's, exactly. that's uh, there's no way to argue with that. Um, well, that <laughs> is, that's amazing stuff, man. Uh, you know, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been an absolutely uh, enlightening conversation. I hope it's been fun for everybody listening. I know uh, we all learned just so much. And uh, with our last episode, we just barely scratched the surface and and we're just sort of, you know, you know, flying blind with these concepts that we're, we're unable to grasp because we're just, you know, it's just abstract stuff you read online. And it's so, so hard without a, a person to like back and forth, have a conversation, like ask a few questions and stuff. Um, this isn't like face value stuff. It's all like kind of difficult to grasp, but um, you know, even though this is an audio only podcast, I, I hope it was uh, entertaining for everybody. Um, 
Is there anything that anybody wants to ask before we hit the road on this? Uh, how, how far do you want to take your business? Like what's your, your artistic goal? Yeah. Well, right now I'm basically just like buckling down, uh, getting ready for a lot of production. Uh, I got a lot of inquiries, um, to kind of tackle and fill out my next few months so that I can kind of build more funding towards kind of the video content and kind of make some time to focus on curating that 5,000 X piece of video and photo content and put that somewhere. Right. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And I hope that stimulates enough of the, the kind of the buyer market, so to speak to, you know, get my work in, you know, there's like certain, certain milestones that I love to see, which is like, I'd love to see my work in an airport. I think that's an incredible venue. It's it's an oddball thing, right? It's like, Oh, an airport, you want your art in an airport. That makes sense. But it's a good, it's a good <laughs> that has an incredible amount of traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a good marketing way to do that. Um, as well as I'm in, I'm in Seattle here and having my work in, in SeaTac would be really cool. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so then beyond that, it's like, I want to work on large, like installations, like large wall pieces made of maybe several large panels. Oh man. Um, yeah. And as well as expand on kind of the fun pop culture stuff that I like to do. Um, through my Patreon and, and, you know, I don't really see many limits, but I just want to make large. So if you go back, going back to my name, laser boy hollow, and that's like the origin of this. We're talking about being, you know, not a boy anymore. Um, which is totally fair, but the, the origin, the origin of the name came from like a best buddy of mine. And he was like, I was just like, I, I feel like I need to be a brand. What, what am I supposed to call myself? Um, and he had pitched it to me as laser boy hollow. And I was like, it's kind of perfect. Um, <laughs> Like I was just like, it, and it's resonant of, of, uh, you know, Game Boy. It's, you know, Game Boy Color. Game Boy. Right. Laser Boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Game Boy, Game Boy Color. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of like what I latched to because I was born in the same year that the, the Game Boy was released. Oh, nice. Um, so I just felt like it resonated with me as well as the process that I used, DCG holography, was actually patented the same year I was born. Um, oh, wow. Oddball thing there. It was meant to be. <laughs> it's, it's uh, it's all ka. <laughs> if if you read the dark tower, anyway, sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, the so yeah, the name the the name behind the the obviously the laser boy hollow is me. I'm Travis Bachman, but um, the parent company is actually LB Holographics. So it's like figuring out how to transition into LB Holographics, but maintaining. Oh, gotcha. You know, the identity of laser boy. Exactly. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, Right. Yeah. I just, I just want to make big things and laser boy hollow is part of a project that I've been working on for a while. I've got some parts of it made. Um, but it is, it's a large glass sculpture with multiple layers of holograms in it that represents a handheld gaming device. That's so awesome. Yeah. It's cool. Cool. Okay, so I will submit my application for best friend status tomorrow. <laughs> uh, you just write. Are you writing yourself a little note right now? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. No, it's going right in the Google Key. Uh, do Do you have a final question for for our guest, Eight Bit Alchemy? Uh, yeah. So, um, I was I was thinking about ways to incorporate, you know, holograms into something practical, right? Like, I mean, art is incredible for art's sake, but I feel like people 
sometimes appreciate it the most when it's incorporated into something they use every day. And right, and, like, and you have like the pendants. So that's you're you're thinking about it. Right, best, right, yeah, right. It's like right accessorizing. Now. Right. So I'm like, can can you put a hologram in the back of like a phone case or something? Like is that a I definitely that- could. I definitely could. And my only resistance my only resistance to that is that phone cases are so disposable. I see what you're saying. People get right. a new phone every year. Right. Um, and there's, there might be some hybrid way to do that where the, art, the hologram is able to be removed and displayed after the fact. Um, but it just seems kind of messy and maybe not the direction I'd want to take my artwork. Um, right. it, you know, I think that the, it's a slippery slope when it comes to kitsch. And when it yeah. comes to, um, I guess, fast, the fast fashion version of, of today's electronics and devices and accessories, mm-hmm. um, which is like everything is disposable, everything's manufactured. Um, and I don't, I can't, I can't tie that to my brand and my work, you know what I mean? Right. 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 The instant forever. gratification, the, you know, the knee jerk reaction, you know, the, the TikTok video every 20 seconds. Yeah. And, and, and what would happen if it took off? Then you'd be yeah. right back in square one where you were saying you're making the same billboards every year, the same, you know, thing over and over again. And uh, it's, it's like you said, the eyeballs, you know, you, you clearly are on a journey to feed your soul. And uh, it, it seems like you're really on the path. Uh, And it's, it's amazing to hear like what a journey it's been. So you've been doing this for around five years now, you said? Yeah, it's almost five years. It's really not that long. It's really not that long to me. This like, this is unfathomable stuff. I mean, I'm not the smart one, but you know, I mean, it's it's unfathomable to I, me. Uh, but that's a, still, that's a question too that I, I guess I, I would throw back to you guys. I mean, I mean, who in the team here actually kind of understands how the hologram exists, how it's recorded? Uh, I mean, so that was something that I had covered in the in the original episode. That basically, there's like uh, a, a laser that's gets split and then redirected onto a piece of film. Uh, and one of the beams gets passed through a three-dimensional object and creates light interference, which, you know, kind of cascades onto the film. And then the other uh, split beam goes straight onto the film without passing through an object. And that kind of is like the neck. It's like the control or it's like the, you know, the neutral. And so the interference of the nothing with the interference of the light waves from something kind of records that light wave interference pattern on the film that's, that's it still, totally accurate it still sounds like magic i don't know yeah, it is magic and that's why i kind of wanted to wait, wait so so he's right he is right yeah he's oh, right okay. what i Good. wanted to do was provide oh, provide a metaphor that's a little bit more tangible um and the the way that the basically the tiny the microscopic refractive surfaces get recorded onto the film that's one thing but the recording of the hologram is really a great uh a way i can explain that is we can tie it right to this episode or the episode that happened previously which is toys mm-hmm. making toys and you realize that you know if you know how to to- a, a toy is made there's a, there's a mold um which you create the mold uh in which i would create the subject so if you create the mold and you create the or i would create the subject that's the analog 
um, and then you capture them, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you, ca you create your first sculpture, that's your, that's your piece. Um, so, and then you cast that. So when I take a hologram, essentially, I'm casting that object. So when you take like the clay or the, cl or the plaster and you put it on top and you create the film. Sure. Um, sure. So you're, you're actually, so you're casting the interference pattern of the object, just as you would cast a toy leg of a, of an army soldier. Um, positive and, out of a negative, out of a pos positive. Exactly. And then you take that, you can actually create a copy of that. So you have this mold that's like actually a holographic mold. That's a negative. Um, and if you basically fill that mold with light, you can pull out another hologram. Just like you pull out a new leg for your for your toy, sorcery. It's a, it's a good way to like exactly. That is a that's a really cool way to think. Yeah, of it. it is. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, and also, uh, just a quick uh, congratulations to Eight Bit Alchemy for making the show just look just look very smart. Just very thank. Just want to thank you. <laughs> yeah. for no, being, I mean, <laughs> just, you, you you pulled your weight with that one. That was. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick I'm not gonna pick at your threads there, but I mean, it's like. I'm not. I mean, I don't use. I don't split my bean. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, son. And he's funny. <laughs> he's funny too. Got ladies, ladies, oh. he's not on the market. You're out of luck. But, um, but mostly, <laughs> most holograms are made with the split bean method. Um, Interesting. traditionally. Interesting. I'm. I ain't asking a magician to reveal secrets. No. You already ruined the 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 Pepper's ghost for me. So. Uh, <laughs> It's, you already it's, ruined his Tupac. Ronnie James Dio's. <laughs> my my um, object beam and my reference beam are the same beam. It's just it's just that the method of capturing that I use is called the Dinsiak hologram, which is basically putting the thing right on top of the subject so that you don't have to split the beam. You can utilize the same uh, field of light, essentially. Very cool. A lot very easier, cool. and you don't need as much control in your kind of table setup. Um, so that's just how I rock, at least awesome. for now. Yeah, nice. I mean that that, that works out for the satellite of love. So what what's the official name for your workshop? Ooh, laser. I mean, like this this is Laser Lab 3.0. Okay, um, it's not the Hollow Deck. No, not yet. It's not okay. TM'd yet. You know, I might okay. uh, I I might think up something. You know, I've got plenty of my a lot of my devices and machines and contraptions that I've designed they have they, a lot of them have names the lab do you have, a, do you have a hal do you have a hal 9000 i don't have a hal yet i did have <laughs> one set up for a bit um it was running on a raspberry pi um and it was really handy but until it, it was evil it was an open source it was an open source ai akin to alexa or or google um okay. so it was like it wasn't cloud-based which i liked but it had a lot of flexibility that i didn't have the know-how to explore um I'm not so help program. me god if you make skynet i'm gonna be so cross with you holographic Just... skynet it's coming at you next year <laughs> oh my god. really threatening do holograms it. like holograms <laughs> that it. look like they're gonna take over the world don't do it um, um all right yeah, guys we gotta awesome. get out of here uh thank yes. you so much for coming on this has been a blast been a uh a learning so much, science filled dude. episode of the brig <laughs> And uh, we'll just uh, open that rusty gate and uh, let you right on out of there, and you can uh, go f go uh, go make your your cool cool shit and your cool lab, which I do feel like should be the holodeck. I'm gonna just throw my my vote on that column, but you know you're not a you're not a trekkie, so so you know, I'll write it on the whiteboard here. 
and uh, I'll, I'll look one. at it. It's a good one. So Put Travis, it next uh, to my best friend resume. Yeah, right uh, next uh, to the best friend if resume. You, if you Travis, pick it. <laughs> anything, anything else you want to promo? Uh, you know your website, your Patreon. Just, just, just blurt it all out now. Let people know where they can find you on the socials. Blurt. Oh, yeah, for sure. um, yeah uh, I, again, I appreciate for you guys having me on. This has been a lot of fun. This is kind of my first bout on the, on the, the podcast uh, okay. venue. So it's um, really great. Uh, I'd say that you can catch me on all the socials, Patreon, uh, if you want to support me directly and help me make really cool things. That's going to be very helpful. There's also some, don't like, don't be like, oh, it's Patreon. I don't want to go there. Don't worry. There's some free stuff. You can see some cool stuff without subscribing. Um, it's not an OnlyFans. It's not. Um, so, and uh, as well as like uh, Instagram, I got a lot. Like, if you want to see all my work, basically, that's been my primary platform for the past five years. So, you can kind of go through the archive there of what's been public. Uh, and then recently, I've been very, very present on TikTok. Um, that's been actually a huge kind of pinpoint in my, my recent success. Um, somehow, within the, the last six months, I've achieved 70 thousand followers wow holy shit well you're gonna get one more because my girlfriend loves tiktok and she's definitely going to subscribe to you because i want to see your hologram tiktoks and i refuse to do a tiktok so (laughs) you want to see your holographic only fans is those are going to be those are going to (laughs) be air quote holographic only fans i think Air quote hologram. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm curious. It's now. like a, the Leia. What you do. It's the Leia kind. Yeah. It, it's been, you know, that platform, I didn't like it at first. I was kind of poo pooing it for a while, but it really became a really good way to easily and organically communicate with people that are interested in what I'm doing. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm still in the poo pooing phase of it. And I, I feel like I need to just stop being a, a stupid grandpa about it. But it's okay. Join the grandpa side. We have you cookies. Can do, yeah, do whatever you want. But I will say that when it, like, I think it's, a fa- as it's last, effective. As of last week, I think that uh, TikTok surpassed YouTube viewers. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Damn. Um, I'm glad you're having success there. That's awesome. Yeah. That is cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean that's it's it, as a platform as a whole, it's exploding. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, and then and my YouTube, as as I mentioned just now, the YouTube is also a good place if you want to see some longer format video content, uh, in which I'm I'm aiming to release more on there um, soon. So please subscribe there. I think that, that I think that that'll be really fun to actually be able to produce video content. That's the big thing. I love video editing, but right now I just didn't have the time for it. Um, going forward, I'm going to be uh totally independent art so i'll be able to kind of dive into those projects in a, in a larger fashion yeah that's pretty cool uh i don't think you actually got to mention it on the live episode here but you said that you were you are going full-time that's am, yeah. that's huge news it is huge yeah. news i've been incubating this for like i said quite a while now and, and it's always been with the the lens of you know this is what i want to do uh and you get to a certain point in which you realize that you're doing it like you're already doing it. Like, what That's am I amazing. doing? Like it's, it's, um, and to a point where it's profitable enough that it makes sense right. uh, to, to take the risk and, right. and just yep. take the follow, follow the leap, follow nice. your dreams, feed the souls, make some holograms, 
Oh man, exactly. it's, it's just awesome stuff. Tame the dragon. Oh yeah, awesome stuff. Keep chasing that dragon because you never actually want to catch it. It's all about it's all about the the chase, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. There's always um, gonna be the next thing, right? I'm gonna I'm moving into metal casting next for my jewelry pieces, so that'll be a whole new fucking skill yeah. set. That, well, nice. hey, you know we'll be uh, we'll be watching your journey. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. We're we're fans, so uh, you know keep it up, man. And uh, and uh, we'll we'll be watching. Hopefully, some of our fans will also be there with you. Yeah. this episode so um i'm gonna take us out now thank you one more time travis paquin is the guy laser boy hollow is the company it's awesome stuff check him out on the socials check him out everywhere buy some of his stuff he's got pendants on laserboyhollow.com and uh also like this really cool dice hologram just this it's cool it's what is it a hexagon hexagon d20 uh, it's, it's d20s on the hexagon it, i don't know it's a tesseract and a dodecahedron i don't know what it is it's a geometry is what it is and i don't it's know geometry it's, it's all math and geometry and, math. and don't forget stuff. there's a little button on that site if you I need to like contact math. me directly for custom work or reproductions that's like that's you can do that do it yeah custom work hey, I, saw this cool thing. I saw this cool thing on your site can you make me another one and i'd be like oh maybe <laughs> but I probably will. I probably you're, will. You're like the price is right. Can you show me the money? And they're like, <laughs> um. and they're like, yeah, I don't know. Can you make it? And you're like, well, I mean, maybe. Do you have the money? And then you're just—it's just a whole long thing. It's, it really it's, yeah, thing. it goes in a circle. It takes a while to revol- resolve itself. <laughs> All right. Thanks um, again. Well, I think uh, I think it's about that time. Uh, so we're just going to wrap up the episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome. If you like what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter. We are not on the ticking talks because we are uh, mostly old men. Uh, other than uh, 8-Bit, he's, he's, I'm, I'm, I'm he's, he's on the I'm, fence. I'm, I'm, he's, I'm old at heart. He's old at I'm heart. The, I'm the oldest. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but my name is Parasite Steve, a.k.a. Steve of Destruction. Uh, Thank you to our guest, Travis. Thank you to 8-Bit and Nintendo for being here with me. And uh, it is indeed a sad thing that your adventures have ended here. Now get off my lawn. Now get off my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) That's my lawn. So I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I can't quite tell how old you are. You, you, you look very youthful. So oh, I don't I appreciate that. I am actually, I'm 31. Uh, okay. my, my wife, my wife has just informed me because I was under the impression I was 32 for uh, this entire year. <laughs> don't we feel that way? We all feel like a year older. You know? <laughs> oh, it totally that's... messes up. All right.